We provide a safe space for modern women to address and demystify social and religious constructs, discover God's truth, and thrive no matter what season they find themselves in. So T, tell me like some of your values when it comes to like your tribe. Like, do you feel like that's an important factor or no? Yeah, I do feel like values are important. Shared values are important. Because I think when you have values that are similar, then it allows it to the relationship to be organic. I feel like also, I think it allows you to also kind of know what to expect from your tribe, right? Because I, I don't know how people call people friends or and friends have been misused for so long. I mean, and I think sometimes you don't really know who your friends are. Do you really go through a storm? You really find out. I think to be quite honest, you don't really know your tribe who your tribe is until you really go through a life-changing, life-altering experience, because then you really know who are, you know, are, is your village who shows up for you, who. So your tribe has to be like tribe tested. I think so. Your tribe has to be trial tested. I think so. Like they have to be, they have to be trial tested in order. So question is, so with that being said, and values and like you said you know it's, it's trial by fire right in right. order to be a part of the tribe you got to go through some things or whatever you're going to sometimes you go through things with new friends sometimes you go through things with old friends but then the question i'm going to tell you is are long-term friends automatically considered part of your tribe you knowing that person for a long time does that automatically consider them part of your your team your 18 not for me no no no, I don't t- think tenure means you're part of my village. Like I could know you. I got I got people in my family I wouldn't consider part of my tribe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we, they know me since I was one. You know whatever. You know what I mean? Since I've been born. And so I think there is that inherent like family is going to family is family, friends mm-hmm. are friends. But my I, I, I hold my tribe to a higher esteem. I think mm-hmm. I hold. I hold my tribe more accountable. I I want my tribe to hold me accountable. I want my tribe to sharpen me. I want my tribe to let me be bodaciously her. You know what I mean? Like I want my tribe, like us to show up authentically who we are and to help nurture that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What about for you, Kim? Like, Cause I'm pretty sure you have like some long-term friends. Like, do they consider like themselves automatically part of your tribe or do you kind of like, you know, no girl, uh-huh. part of my tribe. <laughs> you know what I have? Okay. So I have my people that know, I call them my round table, mm-hmm. you know, like when you get those movies, like, like 300 and where you have a king and then you have, when it's time to do something, they have a meeting at the round table, nights in the round table. Mm-hmm. And you, these are the people that you um, consult with before you go into war to have a strategy about how you're going to do things. And yes, Kim. Stuff like that. So 
I have the wise counsel that yeah. meets me at the at the round table. So I have wise counsel. And my a lot of my wise counsel knows each other. They need to know each other. They all feel the same way and think the same thing about me. Like, I'm not different with this one and this one and this one. I'm the same for all of them. And all of them have different purposes. Mm. Like, but, but to answer the first question, no. Just because I've known you a long time doesn't mean you're going to be part of my wise counsel. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no. <laughs> and a lot of people that I've known for a long time, I've just known for a long time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that, you know, these some of these people that I've known for a long time, they're going to be the ones to say, why it take you so long to call me? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, oh, girl, I'm so sorry. I haven't called you in a long time. They're going to own it mm-hmm. instead of throwing it on, thinking that I'm supposed to be the one that keeps the relationship going. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to know that we've both not been in touch. And when we do get in touch, it's not going to be no whole lot of tripping about how we've not been in touch. It's going to be more about, oh, girl, you know, I need a hug. This was going on. This, 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 blah, blah, blah. It's going to be not beat missed. It's going to be like we just talked yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of, those are the people that I'm really closer to. Mm-hmm. The ones that, you know, you can catch up like that and mm-hmm. feel like you just having you know because of life you've not been able to just hang out the way you used to when you were either childish or single or both so members of your tribe you don't necessarily have to what i'm hearing is members of your tribe you don't have to talk to on a on a, on a daily basis or nah you know, i don't very basis they just they not, know how to play their offended. part when right. it's time to play their part right they're not offended either they're not right. easily offended Mm. You know, they're not ultra sensitive. Mm. You know, they know me. They know my intent. We know each other's intent. We would never hurt each other. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if I ain't talked to you in a year and I said, come on, let's go ride the so-and-so. Okay, what time you want me to be over there? (laughs) You know, what time you going to pick me up? Right. You know, ain't no thing. So with the tribe, like, so tribe village bench whatever it helps you out like so a lot of times we say it takes a village of rage towel and we start with that definition in our mind but the reality is is your tribe or your village always there to help you raise your kids or are they also there to help raise you yeah you know donna yeah it, it, it takes me and donna donna say how's how's my boy doing she talking about my husband mm. <laughs> hey, how's my boy doing and I say, our husband is doing fine. You know why? You know why I refer to him as our husband when I talk to her? Mm-hmm. Because it takes both of us for one of us to stay married to that brother. <laughs> well, <laughs> that'll preach. That'll preach. It takes both of us for one of us to stay married to that brother sometime. So I got, you know, I got friends. I got another friend, this this young lady, she's um, she never been married, doesn't have any children. She's very well sound in her supply. She shop and she live like she got a whole bunch of kids. She got always got food. She always got room. She always got resources. Always, always. 
I told her, I told my kids, I said, if y'all ever need anything and me and dad can't do it, go see Aunt Dietra. Aunt mm-hmm. Dietra will take care of you. Whatever you need, she'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. She, you need some food, go over there and see her. Mm-hmm. You need a meal, go over there and see her. If you are married, right, mm-hmm. do you feel like the members of your tribe need to be married too to add value to your tribe? Because no. there's some people, the reason why I ask that question is because there are a lot of people out here who believe like, oh, you single, you can't give me murder advice. Oh, you don't have no kids. You can't give me murder. You can't give me children advice. You can't help me with raising my kids. Like, do you feel like the people in your tribe need to be of in the same stage of life, life, the same life path as you at the same time? Like, you no, know what I mean? I don't. As a matter of fact, I need people like you and Tacumba. <laughs> I need people that's older, like my cousin Frances and her mother, Shirley. I need people that's a little older. I need the single ones. I need the married ones. I need everybody because we've all have something to offer. Mm. You know, now I'm not going to talk to the ones that's not married about being married. Mm. So your different people in your tribe have, they have, they play different roles, basically. Right. But I might talk to the ones that's not married about being single and raising children because my daughter is single and raising children. Mm-hmm. I ain't never been single raising no children. So mm-hmm. I need to understand that from some people that are, is full of wisdom. That's single and raising children too. Right, right. You know, right. so I need to understand that perspective. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't want to get married, why you don't want to what's what's up with this? I don't want to I don't want to mess it up thinking. What what is that? <laughs> they help they're there to help you understand. Right. Some people, yeah. Some what people about for you, T? Like, do you think like people to be in the same life experience as you like people members of your tribe because kim sounds like she has a very eclectic tribe like mm-hmm. you know they're in all different aspects of life what about for you are they similar or kind of all the same mix i feel like i feel like i value different people in different stages of their lives and i've come to know and come to learn that you may find yourself in one season and then the next you find yourself in another season. What do I mean by that? One season mm-hmm. you're single, the next season you marry, the next season you divorce. God forbid, right? On the last part, right? But you just don't know what season you may find yourself. And so I think it would be a disservice to your evolvement and evolving, right? If you only said, okay, I'm single. I'm going to only still stick with single because the truth of the matter is, unless you plan to stay in one season of your life for the rest of your life, there's wisdom in all, you know, from different women in your tribe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be relational. It could be career too, right? You might find yourself in one season in your career. Next season of your career, you retired, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, you decide to retire. Well, if you never talk to anybody retire, you're not going to know what to expect or or what the the bonus or the disadvantages and advantages of being retired. So I, I have mm-hmm. I've always looked at life like you have something of value to me if you're in my tribe. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I don't I don't discount your value. And so that also means you could be married, you could be divorced, you could be single, 
What about male? Could you be male? Like, can you have different sexes in your tribe? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the male gender has, again, they have their their wisdom that they bring to to the table. And I think there's something to glean from them as well. And so... Because there's so many people out here that say, like, a man can't be your friend. Right? So, and if you're part of the tribe, because you had listed before, Mm -hmm. T, like, you know, your tribe may not always be your family. You hold your tribe to a special place. So that means these are special people. They have a special place in your heart. Same thing with you, Kim. Like they have a, mm-hmm. they have to know and share certain intimate details. Mm-hmm. Can us as women, all three of us are women on this podcast. So can you have a male member of your tribe giving you that relationship advice, that life advice, that wisdom, so to speak, that we were talking about, you know, that our tribe provides? Could it be a member of the opposite sex? Absolutely. I think, um, I think if you, I think you have to be respectful of the boundaries. If you don't want it to become an intimate relationship, right? You have to be like, if I'm married and I have a male friend, one, my spouse is going to know that male friend, right? Because I think it's important out of, you know, just to be respectful, Respect. um, mm-hmm. respectful that my spouse knows that. I think if you asked me years ago, I might not thought that, but I think over time I've, I've noticed that what I might think I need or what I might think is respectful may not be what you think is respectful. What, I'm, what do I mean by that? I could say it on this podcast. I had a best friend. I And he's still my best friend. And I, I that was a male best friend before my spouse came in the picture. Now my ex-spouse came in the picture. And I went away with that best friend. I went away with that best friend. Nothing intimate happened with that best friend. And at the time, my spouse and I were just starting to date. Long story short, he was upset. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. The flesh in me was like, I already paid for this trip. And I know me and I know my boundaries. And we going. Like that that was my thought when I went on the trip. But when I came back, I realized that my spouse now felt like, well, you didn't introduce me to this friend from the beginning. So you didn't lay, the, lay a good foundation for the, re, for, for the respect to be there, but also for him to get to know this friend. You know what I mean? So if you could do it differently, you would have had them build a better relationship. Do you think that would allow that trip to go over a little bit more smoother? Him no. Says, uh, no. shaking her. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. It, it wouldn't have went smoother, but I think, because I think males traditionally don't trust, right? Don't trust another other man. Yeah, they don't trust other males. Yeah, they don't trust other males. It doesn't matter if you have your boundaries. Like I'm the type, like trust me. I'm always like trust me. I know me. Trust me. But I also feel like I'm not above temptation. But I just, I just know me. Like, like my temptation barometer is there, but it's not like easy. I'm just not going to just <laughs> drop my panties for anybody. But I'm saying, with that said, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I did it. I think out of respect for him, I oblige. And I think that was a valuable lesson in the sense where like, I may not think something is disrespectful because I know my threshold. I know my boundaries and I believe in the power of boundaries. However, because you are my spouse and your boundary is this, because your boundary is different from mine. Your boundaries is like, you, you know, I need to know this person that is your friend. And oh, by the way, I don't need you going away with him, especially, you know, I mean, definitely not married, but at the time we weren't married. 
And, and so we were still dating. We was very much in the infancy of our dating stage. So I was like, I don't even know if you're serious about me. And to be honest, it wasn't until I boarded that plane that I was like, oh, you love me. Oh, you like me. Because men are not always expressive. You know, not to say he didn't like me, but I think the love, I didn't, we, I didn't know we had, the, the relationship has shifted from just, oh, like, I like you. Oh, I am in love with you. And it was that moment that I, that the light bulb hit like, oh, you're in love with me. And I didn't know that. And I wasn't I trying to, some people might've thought I was trying to test the relationship, but I was like, no, I'm just trying my coins. <laughs> I've already paid for the trip and there was no refund. I'm very practical about certain things. I'm like, oh, I pay for that. I'm not going to get that back. But no, I do feel like you could, all that to say, you can get value in a male tribal relationship. As long as if you are, if you, what I'm not encouraging to some people, out there on the ground going to be like, well, so you encouraging people to have, you know, opposite sex friends while they married. You can, if you're, if that is part, if that is okay with your spouse and if that's something acceptable to your spouse, you know, and what about and if it's not, what if this person has been a member of your tribe and this question is for Kim, mm -hmm. if this, if this person has been a member of your tribe for so long and then you get married and that person and you've introduced, you've done all the things you covered, you CYA, like you covered everything you have introduced this person, person knows, but there's somewhere along the line that maybe something was said or something was done. And now your spouse is like, I don't want this person around. Do you 86 that tribal relationship, this person who may be, you know, there for your kids, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I'm going to ask first if it was a member of the opposite sex of you, like if it was a male. Like if your spouse said, nah, sure you're going to have to go. Or, and then my second question, and that's going to be for T, so you have a, a few minutes to think about it, is that if it was a female, and let's say that female disrespected that your spouse, that male, and your husband was like, nah, she got to go. So Kim. All right. First of all, I have, I think uh, one thing that really is a thing is that I only had like one boyfriend before I met intimate boyfriend, my first boyfriend. After I was a senior in high school and the summer after graduation. Mm. That's the first thing. And I met my husband in college. That's the second thing. So that particular man, he's not in my life at all. Mm -hmm. Now, the boyfriend that I had before him that I was not intimate with is my husband's friend. Mm. He's my husband's friend, my husband and him. And when I met my husband, I was like, man, you remind me of my friend Eddie so much. Mm -hmm. His name is Eddie. And when he met Eddie and he was like, this dude. So now when Eddie called. Oh, so they, they weren't friends before before. They they become friends over they time. Become, okay. They become friends. So then I have friends from junior high that I, I still my friend. You said junior high? Junior high. I don't know nobody that went to high school. Eighth grade. <laughs> Eighth grade. This this guy is still my friend. If I if I said, um, hey, I need to go, and his name is Daryl too. If I say, hey, we need to go, you know, Daryl, blah, blah, whatever it is. Um, he wouldn't feel any kind of way. But if I were to meet somebody today, 
and think they're going to be my friend mm. and not be my husband's friend or think they're going to, you know, be close to me and I'm going to be talking to him. Mm, nah, that would not be a thing. I so the newness is what gives that red flag. Like you not, no new friends is what yeah, she's saying. I have some other friends that are male, but I, mm. their wives are my friend too. Mm. Like Kevin Henderson. Mm-hmm. You know, he and Yvette are our friends, but I, they're still, you know, like I don't, I can't think of a time that we've been in each other's houses without this bounce being there. Like I've not gone to Yvette and Kevin's house while Kevin is there and his wife is not there. Unless I was like, <laughs> unless that I was like something, something off. You just, you just don't want to have, the Bible says, don't even have the appearance. Mm. Don't even let the neighbor see another woman coming inside the house and your wife is not there. Mm. And you a minister of the gospel? That's not a good look. And that was my question. Like, is that a marital rule? Like, don't be in the house, but you just answered it because it's in the word. So, I mean, I could go down a whole nother road about how men you know, they figure if I can say this and she'll do this, then he could say it too. And mm. if I say it and get this much resistance, he might be able to say the thing and put the cherry on top that she he won't get no resistance. And mm. so they know that men are sensory. If it smells good, if it looks good, if it tastes good, if it sounds good, if it feels good, they going for it. They don't care how close of a friend you are. That part. Mm. Mm. That's what the man knows about the man. That's why he can trust us, but he ain't going to trust no other man. Yeah, that part. What about for you, T? Like, can if, if it was a, like a female that disrespected your husband and he was like, nah, she got to go. And this is your longtime friend. Like, this is the person that, you know, you've known forever like you consider this person a part of your tribe but your husband is like i don't like the way she looked at me oh girl bye <laughs> it can't be like it can't be i'm sorry so i'm not about like so who i am i'm not about disposition right like i am not a, your your disposition does not communicate anything to me i'm like oh she's just having a bad day or maybe maybe something wrong with her neck you know what I mean? Like she rolled her neck, something rolled her neck. Like your your body does not. I'm not a good. If you're trying to communicate by body language, I don't respond to that. Like naturally, that's kids, that's adults. Like use your words. You know how like we tell kids use their words. I'm that person. So if you want me to end a friendship because you think she rolled her eyes or she did roll your eyes, like what she say? Did she come off the mouth wrong? You know? And I feel like again. If we, it goes back to knowing your tribe from the core, right? My tribe know me. So my tribe not going to go out the mouth on my spouse because they know me at the core. Now they may go, they may, truth be told, they may go out their mouth between on, on a backhand conversation with me and her. Like my tribe, you know, my girlfriend might be like, I ain't like the way so-and-so talk. Like, I didn't like the way your spouse talked to me. You know what I mean? Or, you know, your husband talked to me or whatever. But I don't see her going. I don't see my tribe going off in person. Right? 
Mm. So, but it goes back to what you, what, how you show up, how you show up and treat, treat your, your tribe is how they're going to show up for you. I feel like, I feel like if I don't come in your space and disrespect you, then I want to believe that you're not going to do the same. And so there will never be a situation where my friend is just out the mouth, like going off on my spouse in front of me. Like I haven't had that happen. And I don't see that happen because I don't show up like that for my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like I would never be that person. Also, to be quite honest, when I think about girlfriends and marriage, I feel like that's part of the screening process, right? Like if you don't, like if you don't get along with my best friend, I don't know if you're the one. Is it? So that's part of the screening process. Yeah, for me. If you don't get along with my best friend, like 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 next man, if you don't if you don't get the Shauna Holmes approval, yeah. you're not the one. Like you ain't it. So come correct <laughs> because I'm screening and I got a 32 question in. You gonna have to see my girls. Pull me up. Yeah, that's part of that's part of the screening process. I asked my I asked my son that DJ. Have you been around her? Any of her friends? Have you taken her around any of friends? And your, your friends, what did they say? Did they like her? You know, I'm asking my kids, my adults. Really? So the value, the, the opinion of the tribe matters on who you connect yourself with? Absolutely. Yeah, because, because think about it. My tribe, especially if my tribe has known me for a long time, like you've known me three decades. He just known right. me for two years. I think three right. decades got a lot on two years. Like... You get to scream and be like, is this the person for you? Because you've been with me almost a lifetime and he's getting ready to start a life with me. So absolutely, I think it matters um, because what I don't want is I get married to you and you exclude that person that has been with me for a lifetime and you make me compartmentalize that relationship when they got here before you did. Mm -hmm. You know, and they've sown seeds that you are just starting to, so you know, we they don't see that have flourished in my life, and you just got here starting to plant yours. Like, we haven't seen right. any fruit yet. <laughs> well, let me ask this let's flip the question. Then. Let's flip the question. One of the members of the tribe don't like your spouse, and they stop and they exclude themselves from the from your tribe. What happens to that friendship? What happens to that tribal, like? What happens then? Like one of the tribe members, like you know what? I can't deal with this person that you're with. I'm just gonna go ahead and 86 myself from knowing you all together. Ooh, hmm. I would be really hurt now if they mm-hmm. said, you know, I'm not feeling this whole thing with you and him. I'm prayerful or I'm hopeful that this works out for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna have to, you know. Call me when you need me. I'm going to still be available for you. Blah, 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 blah. But I'm not going to, you know, I don't like coming over here. You know, if they don't like being in his presence and stuff like that, you know, you got to. Um, but I would be hurt. I would be hurt. So that would be your response. You're saying, Kim, like that you would, you would, resp- you're saying that you would respond that way. Like, I don't yeah. like being around this person, but call me if you. I'm here for you. I just don't want to be in the presence of your spouse. Yeah. I would do. That's what I would say if I was having to deal with. And I did. My best friend was married to a crazy man. Crazy. And she married him twice. 
I got to tell you that story one day. <laughs> That's after I keep saying one, two, three, you know. <laughs> that girl is funny. Okay. So what I'm hearing is like, it's important about like, so T, you were saying that the the value of your tribe also creates the value almost of the person you want to be with, like your intimate partner, like their val- their opinion in that decision matters. And Kim, you're agreeing. You say the same thing. Oh, yeah. Mm. So we were talking a little bit about like if the person did... The person in your tribe doesn't like your spouse or vice versa, right? Let me ask this. If let's say you and the person in that tribe had a serious altercation, because they happen, we're human. We evolve in different directions, right? So if a person in your tribe who you come, you know, you just we all have spoken so highly of our tribe or whatever. For me personally, because I think I've been kind of absent in this conversation. For me personally, at 38, I got like... <laughs> If they not family, I have one member of my <laughs> But I'm selective with my members, right? Yeah. So I have, I got, like, I like Kim's analogy because she said, like, the wise counsel, the table. I, in my mind, I picture that, like, rings. So there's the inner circle, there's the yeah. mid circle, and there's the outer circle, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all members of my tribe. But my inner circle is about three people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of those three, one of them are not members of my tribe. I mean, I'm not bloodline. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. over time, my, my tribe has gotten smaller. And women who are part of my mid-circle tribe, who are part of that wise council, like Kim, my mother, things like that, they've said, all have said to me, you'll be grateful if when you reach 40, you have one person to pull on. You know what I mean? So in some way or form, that's always been. I was like, oh, no, no, no. But the reality is it's about quality over quantity. Absolutely. Absolutely. For me. And I'd rather have three to five good qualitative people instead of 15 people that really can't do jack for me or my children. That's That's a point. You know what I mean? Like... Their value is wishy-washy, their consistency, because that's been a big word that we've used in reference to who qualifies as part of the tribe. Their consistency is not there. Um, I have to think about questions like, if I go out here and get hit by a bus today, could they give my children advice? What I, can I rest easy with that? You know what I mean? Would they be able to, if I say, hey, this person, if I had... $10,000 and I needed to go to my kids, would they be able to say, oh, I know your mother wants this $10,000, you know, utilized for this way. They would know me. And that's kind of like what you both were touching on. Like they know kind of like your inner workers. They know what needs to be done. They know what it takes to, you know, have a successful marriage with your husband. You know what I mean? They know you mm-hmm. enough to know like, this is what, this is what matters. You know what I mean? So again, that question is like, if you had a serious, a serious owl or a serious altercation with a member of your tribe, you allow that tribal member to still, what if they say, I still want to connect with the kids? Because as we all know, like T, you spoke on our, you know, our relationship of, of, you know, three, spanning three decades now. So it's like, if you and I, 
I don't think we've ever had an argument. I don't think we've ever had a disagreement. Knock on wood. But <laughs> um, we've had, we've never had an argument. Yeah. We will have disagreements, mm-hmm. but we've never had an argument. So let's just say we have a huge blowout and my kids love you, love your kids. We're all one big happy family. Do you still allow your children to communicate with that now out tribal member, the person that you done kicked out the tribe? You done excommunicated this person. They done kicked, they done kicked out. Absolutely. So I realize my kids are building their own tribe for me. Mm-hmm. I realize my kids are building their own tribe and we might not, we're not going to have the same tribe. We're not going to have the same mm-hmm. tribe. And that's okay with me because if they've added value. So I've lo- it goes back to, do we have the same values? They have added some value to my kids and my kids have added some value to them. And so they can have an ongoing relationship, especially if, if I'm not worried about the safety of my children. Like, I'm not worried you're going to harm them. You know what I'm saying? And you have demonstrated consistently, right? Because I still look for the same patterns. You might not be that tribe for me, but you might be that tribe for my children. And so I've Mm -hmm. also learned over the years to compartmentalize and give people their flowers. What do I mean by that? You You give people their what? Flowers. 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 Oh, while they're here. While they're here, right? Because, hey, here's the thing about tribe. Maybe in a different season of your life, you no longer feel like I add value. And so you remove yourself from me or I remove myself from you or life just remove us all together. And that's okay. And you still, but you are adding value to my children and you still want to show up to my children and you still reach out to my children. Who am I to stop you if you have added value and they still genuinely value you? Because I... I think that's when the petty Betty come in and say, oh, well, you, I don't fool with you, so you definitely not going to deal with my kids. Well, have you added value? I know petty Betty. I know my daughter <laughs> petty Betty. <laughs> but I'm not that person because, again, <laughs> just because we no longer have value, if the value you have for my kids haven't diminished, then you're good. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. And and, and I have people like that in my life. They're trying to get closer to my kids so they can, if they're not cool with me no more, then you're not cool with my friends. You're not cool with my kids. You're not cool with me. Just like with you, if you say, oh, we're not friends with such and such no more. Okay, we're not friends with such and such. Oh, I don't talk to them no more. Oh, we don't talk to them no more. (laughs) This is a team effort. Right, right. <laughs> we are all on the same accord. Because to mm-hmm. me, and this is just maybe my way of thinking, and you guys can, you know, maybe expound on that and help me, you know, change that mindset. But I feel as though, like, if a person is coming in and you want to be still be cool with my my kids, but you calling me every name in the book or talking bad about me or turning your nose up every time you, you know, because of whatever heat or animosity that we have had or that out or maybe that situation may still sting for you i don't want you to bring that i don't want it to slip up around my kids mm-hmm. i don't want it to come out around my kids and i don't want you to try to undermine or intentionally try to snake your way in to get my kids to feel some type of way i be having all that i'm type of thought processes so yeah i'm straight boo but think about it i'm gonna be <laughs> honest all those things that you described happened with me and my ex, right? Mm. 
he, he happened to Jesus happened to be father of my children. And the reality is the law will say, well, he got to be in their life. But, but the law didn't have to show me that he's an amazing father. He was a poor husband. Mm-hmm. He probably would have said I was a poor wife, but he can't, <laughs> but he can't say, he can't say I'm not a, a great mom. And I can't say he's not a great dad. You get what I'm saying? And so what I mean by he added value and continues to add value to my kids. But no longer do I see the value in our relationship as it relates to husband and wife. You get what I mean? But as a coach. Yeah, but what if that person talks bad about you, Kim? Like, what about, and I'm going to let, I want Kim to expound on this. Like, what if that person, you got down, y'all done had this beef, whether it's ex-spouse, ex-friend, whatever. Y'all done had this beef. Y'all done had this situation because, you know, crap happens, right? And, you know, you got uh, y'all in the same they on the same inner circle or outer circle, wherever you place them at, and you finding that your name being dropped in all of these different circles in a negative way. But this person now is claiming, oh, well, that's my, my that's your child. That's my, that's my nephew. That's my, you know, that's my baby. And the third, like, how do you maintain that relationship? Because he just said like, hey, this person is, is not a good husband. Great father, not a good husband. Spousal support for me. But great father. What if that spouse, ex-spouse, took trash, like took mad trash about you and you find it in all your other inner circles because you've had this relationship with this person? You know what I mean? Because you and you and your spouse, y'all had like circles that intertwine. You know what I mean? No. Saying? And that's what happens when you're married. You have circles that intertwine, you know? Yes. So when tribes intertwine, right? And you're hearing it in different tribes, like this person is talking negatively. How do you then, as a mother, save your children? Mm. Me and Duke gonna have to have a talk. <laughs> Kim said we gonna have to have a come to Jesus meeting. <laughs> we gonna have to have a serious talk. Mm. Um, because you might think that you are getting back at me, or you know, mm-hmm. you dropping, you you trying to let everybody know, or you know, you might think that, that I have everybody fooled, which is crazy. You can't fool everybody. They don't really know you. And, you know, all these kind of things, all this kind of foolishness. Whatever it is. Whatever, whatever it is. It is. Mm-hmm. But what they fail to know, what they fail to understand is that that kind of conversation bruises your children. And for me, I start the question. You're not going to tell me, oh, I'm there for the best interest of the child. If you were there for the best that interest of the child. That if you're doing that. And T, you was like, oh, that, you know, you can be petty. I'm going to be petty. I'm going to be petty when it comes to that because I'm petty about who comes around my children. I'm going to be petty with that because I'm petty about what slithers and snakes and whatever comes in. You may not even realize that you're being used by the, the Satan himself to spew these negative things out of your mouth. You know what I mean? You're just a vessel. You're just being used at this particular time. Now you come back and you apologize and you're cool with it and that's fine. But you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wear the label as Patty. Proudly. Right here. Cross <laughs> yeah. But I'm a, when it comes to that, I'm going to be that patty. I'm sorry. That's just me. I'm just not going to. Yeah. We probably won't even, I may not even be able to be like him. You know, she got a lot more wisdom than me. That's why she, you know, she part of the wise council. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> you 
Because I'll be like, all right, I hear you, but it ain't it ain't settled yet. You're going to have to give me some give me some time to catch up. I just don't want that person. I don't want no opera. And I know I can't protect my ch- children from everything. I know that. But whatever little bit that I can, I will. Mm-hmm. And so that moving to me, they are worthy of my princesses, their, their presence and being around them then you can't come around. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, um, I was thinking about when my mother and father divorced when I was a baby. Mm. And then and then he stopped kind of coming around. And she would always say stuff like, um, I talked to your dad. Now, I don't know if it was true or not. But she would say, I talked to your dad. And he asked about you. He told me to tell you that he loved you. I had lunch with your father. I showed him your grades and this and this and this and that. And I didn't know if that was true or not. But mm. the thing that was true was that she, I didn't know a, a lot about what the issues were until I got to be, I don't know, into my late teens. Mm. Up until then, it was a lot of respect and love sharing. So when I got to be, um, older, it wasn't a thing for me to jump in the car and go out to his house. I didn't have, I didn't feel like any animosity or any kind of ill feeling. So I think that's important. And remember when we were doing the thing for Father's Day that we're going to release? I was impressed that a day <laughs> <laughs> and George were so loving in the way that they relate and communicate and appreciative of each other's contribution to the welfare and the upbringing of their children. So I, you know, and that speaks a lot to what well, remember when we were talking about the children and our show about not liking your kids, that speaks to a lot about the, the, uh, the spouse's influence, even though they may not be in the home to be able to influence the children directly. They certainly can influence the children with regard to how they speak about the other spouse. Right. If they're bad mouthing the spouse to the children or even not to the children, even if they overhear it, it's going to be a problem yeah. with the way that those children respect Yeah, with the way that they respect them when they get back home. Yeah, when they get back exactly. to it, mostly the mother. If they hear the father bad mouthing the mother to other people, when they get back in the in the house with the mother, they're going to be less respectful toward the mother because the father is not being respectful toward the mother. Exactly. And that's why I say that's where my protection comes in. And it has nothing to do with because, you know, I don't want to give off like my ex-husband is phenomenal with our boys. You know what I mean? I'm in the same boat with T like. Not a good husband, but great dad. You know what I mean? And I, even if we have our differences, we have our differences outside of the earshot of our children. And if and when they were to walk into the room or into that conversation or whatever, we may be having that disagreement. It's you pause that. You mm-hmm. have to have enough maturity to pause that to be able to realize that there's a greater good that we have to bring forth. And that's the important of a tribe to me is that you understand the greater good it has nothing to do with, sometimes you got to put your feelings to the side. 
Sometimes I may not always agree with T. I may not always agree with Kim, but the greater good is my friendship. The mm-hmm. greater good is my relationship. The greater good is the fact that these people have, you know, instilled values and wisdom and giving me advice and help raise kids and, you know, help, you know, wipe away tears and give advice over those tough situations like we all spoke about, like, your, your tribe is, is, is trial tested. You've gone through those trials with me. So it's an opportunity to grow. So the greater good is there. I think a lot of times people, like you said, T, people throw away that around that friendship word way too easily. And it's like, oh, that's my friend. That's my friend. <clears throat> but if a friend can't look at the greater good of the friendship or the relationship, Mm-hmm. And they not your friend. No. <laughs> you they were, they were a fair weather friend. Right. Yeah. You only around when things are good. You only right. around when the life of the party. You only around when when we when we kicking it and you know, got our, our charcuterie boards and some and the bottle of wine flowing and having a good, you know, spa day. No. What about when I, you know, don't know what to do about these bills or these kids or scared out of my mind to send my children to the store because of how the world is right now. Like what advice can you give me? Right. Or even if we do have a disagreement, you're able to put that to the side because you're like, Oh girl, I know we disagreeing right now, but we got to get off this phone. Cause remember, you know, Manny got a violin recital at 8 a.m. You can put all of that to the side because the greater good is the benefit of that tribe itself growing. Yeah. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I just think that even whether it's a spousal relationship or whether it's, you know, your boyfriend or whatever, your girlfriend or your homie, I think that whoever you decide to put in your tribe, make sure that the value that they bring, whether individual or collective, is going to benefit the greater good of that tribe. If that person isn't bringing something that's going to advance that entire tribe, that's right. you might want to think, you might want to think twice. Mm-hmm. about you know carrying around their weight mm-hmm. and i say that for these boyfriends too before they become husbands y'all exactly. better y'all better let them in let your tribe fill them out you know take them to some family stuff i mean um you know take them to some things that let your people see them let them see how you behave around them and if you switch up it's something mm-hmm. wrong Mm-hmm. If you if if my girl that I've been on for thirty years bring a guy around us and mm-hmm. then she switch up, I'd be like, girl, what in the world is going on with you? Mm-hmm. You know, you want and to have some that can tell you that in a loving way, like, yo, you changing around, right? Like, and if she say, well, he this and he that, and he don't like when I this, and he, you know, and when we together, he like. That's gonna be a prop. That's a red flag. It's like, okay, that's Are a red you, flag. And I'm gonna tell you identity and your whole being because of them. Because and I'm gonna tell bad. you, and I'm gonna tell you, and if that's a problem for you, for you, if that's a problem, because I'm that girlfriend, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you when you slip hanging and when your eyebrows growing on backwards <laughs> and when your wig is falling off <laughs> and when you got. You know, you got too much stuff on in, in your shirts and your skirt too short and all that. I'm not going to let my 60-year-old, 50-year-old friends walk around looking foolish. And I'm not going to let you act foolish either. And when you come up and when you come up brand new because you with a new boyfriend, 
and you showing in a side that we don't ever seen before, right. I'm gonna be like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be warning you. Mm-hmm. If this dude got you up, if he got you like at that that kind of thing, that kind of wrapped up, where you feel like you can't do this, or he gonna be offended, or you can't say this, or he gonna fit, you gotta change the way you walk, and change the way you talk, and change mm-hmm. the way you dress, and change your hair, cause he don't like short hair. You trying to grow yours out, and he, it's gonna be a problem, girl. You try, you create the monster, and the monster gonna turn into a two headed monster once y'all get married. He gonna that be part. really in that part. Mm. So, you know, bring your people around your people. Let them fill them out. And then when they tell you, believe them. Mm-hmm. Don't be mm-hmm. saying, oh, girl, you just tripping. You just blah, blah. No, no, no. Believe them because they looking. Because why? They love you and they care about you. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I'm going to ask one final question to you ladies. So we can close out. As you know, you know, we are in a public health emergency, hence, you know, while we are in three separate locations on Zoom. But um, how important has your tribe been to you during this public health emergency? T, I'll start with you. Um, I'm an extrovert, naturally. And so extroverts, I think the pandemic has been hard on them. Um but I think there was some, there's been, my tribe has been, you know, really holding me up. Because um, I think when you're an extrovert and you're used, used to like connecting with people, and I know there's Zoom, but I like to touch, hug, laugh in person. I think there's an intimacy with some in-person conversation like versus um, Zoom. But I think having my tribe has what's really been, I won't say sustaining me because it's really been grace of God that's been sustaining me. But I think the grace of God coupled with my tribe has really helped keep my mind sane Um, in a sense of like, I thought because we were going to be in a pandemic, I'll be able to catch up with all the friends, you know, like that are not part of my tribe, but they friends, you know what I mean? Because I feel like there's friendships that you have, but they're not part of that inner circle. My inner circle is that tribe, right? And so, but I realized I wanted to reach out to my inner circle in this time because I felt like not all, you I could be vulnerable. I could be naked and not ashamed with my tribe, right? And I think in this time of the pandemic, you need to be like able to be completely vulnerable, be able to say, you know what? I'm having a bad day. You know what? I just want to get out this house. You know what? Um... I just broke down crying, you know, like just be completely you and not feel judged and not be like, girl, it ain't that bad. You know, like, like, I feel like my tribe in this season allowed me to go through all the ebbs and flows and all the roller coaster of emotions that I don't think an associate or quote unquote friend would have allowed me to do. And so I reached to my tribe more, I think, because they were okay with me crying or saying like I had a breakdown or I need to pick up and call this counselor. You know what I mean? Like they, they understood me and, mm-hmm. and, and they, they were okay with all the different emotions that I was going through. And to be honest, that probably the entire world was going through, but I felt like I could only be vulnerable with my tribe. So yes, they have been paramount in, in this time. Mm-hmm. 
What about you, Kim? Have you had a lot of interaction with your tribe? How have they kind of helped you or through this pandemic? Um, my best friend from the eighth grade, the one who's been married twice to the same man, mm-hmm. um, I talked to her more, not so much about this pandemic, but you know, about um, what's going on in the world aside from the pandemic with our sons. Mm. And the things that, you know, things that are our concerns yeah. with our adult son. She's my, her, her son is my godson. He's older. Um, but she, you know, it's just, just somebody, and she's a minister. She's a doctor in ministry. And um, her health, she's had different um, back operations and she has lupus. I mean, it's a lot with her and um, just trying to encourage one another. Yeah. Some people haven't missed a beat. Like Donna, Donna's still a physical therapist. She's still as busy as she was before the pandemic. (laughs) She just put her mask on and go do that therapy. Mm. You know, she ain't stopped. Mm. MedStar did not stop having the physical therapist go to people's house and give them their therapy. Mm. You know, some of my other friends, um, they still been working every day. But what I did do over this past year, oops, what I did do over this past year, um, started to have a a daily prayer call. We meet every day at eight o'clock. My husband, myself and my two cousins in Atlanta and whoever else in the family wants to get on there. But it's always the four of us. And that has helped a lot. And they have become, I think, because we talk every morning at 8 o'clock about different things over this whole year, um, I think that they have come into a place of being part of our inner tribe. And uh, we we don't necessarily have church people as our inner tribe because you can't... I can't say, not not you church people, not church people we've known for a long time. I'm talking about members, my husband's congregation. We can't really have them close in, close, close in, close. Because yeah. you can't really express some things that would be perceived as negative about somebody's past. You can't really do that. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can't safe boundary to have. Yeah, you gotta have a safe place. Yeah. You know, you he's, a, he's your pastor, but he's also your husband. Right. I'm talking about their pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily perceive him as my pastor. Now, he ain't gonna listen to these podcasts go away. <laughs> <laughs> pastor Bro, you better listen to this podcast. You know what I mean? I mean, you know what I mean. We, I know him really well. I know how, I pretty much know how he's going to divide the word truth. You know, I kind of know what he's going to say, stuff like that. So I listen to other people. I listen to him too because we work in ministry together. As far as that, that inner circle and that tribe, they've uh, pretty much already been established. Except yeah. for my cousin and his wife uh, have, come into, have come into the tribe. Okay. 
They even call into our ministry calls. So they're even getting to know some of our people that we that we might bring up on our daily call. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's important to have what we're gonna close with is a few bodacious bullet points, right? So what I hear with gaining the tribe, one, you gotta be consistent, right? Um, two, you need to be a person that brings value to the table and not just for the ring of the children, but also for the ring of self and be a person that can understand the ebbs and flows and the evolution of you as a person and be able to withstand them storms. They got to be trial, trust, trial tested, right? We did hit a little bit about, you know, if a person can be of the opposite sex in your tribe, but making sure you have those clear cut boundaries. And what stood out for me, my takeaway was that tribe testing your significant others. Like that was a, like, you know, that was an interesting point for me, like, you know, having your tribe kind of test the waters of who you choose to partner yourself with because their opinion matters and how that dynamic is going to work also matters for the functionality of, of that tribe, especially when you're bringing that spouse or that significant other in, they're adding to that tribe as well. They'll be part of that circle as well, just in a different component. And we would love to hear from you guys, like tell us a little bit about your tribal experiences. Let us know like if you agree with some of these points or not. Follow us on Instagram at Bodaciously Her and on Facebook and all your other social media platforms. And on that note, we're going to say bye, girl, bye. Follow us on all social media platforms at Bodaciously Her. DM us on IG at Bodaciously Her with your questions and topics you want us to discuss.